Hey, my name is Andrea Smith, and I am the pastor of West Church Lake Norman, and we are so glad that you are checking out this message or this podcast, either on demand or on one of the podcast stations. If you would, we'd love for you to go check us out on YouTube and and give our page a like and subscribe to our page or or subscribe to our podcast. We are a church that is based on being real, real life things that we talk about. We are a bunch of real people. I am as real as they come. But we believe that God loves all people in very real ways. And so the messages that we talk about, the things that we talk about, are things to help you in your life have the best life that you were created to have here on earth. So thanks for joining in, and we hope you find this message meaningful and relevant for your life today. So what links would you go to to protect the people that you love? What links, what actions would you take to protect the people that you love? That's really the theme of the movie, The Unforgivable, and in just a few minutes, we're going to take a look at the trailer and it'll give you an, an overview of the movie. And whereas this is a spoiler and you're going to know what happens in the movie, I really believe it's it's such a powerful storyline that I would invite you to go back if you have some time and just take a look at it and think about the extremes that Ruth, the main character, goes to in her life to protect the life of her little sister and the the sacrifices that she makes. And believe it or not, those sacrifices are tied to our faith journey and who we follow. But I want to encourage you to know that we're going to talk about that in a little bit of a different way than perhaps you've thought of that in the past. It's not just about, you know, Jesus sacrificing his life for us. It's in that sacrifice that he showed us how to live. And that's what I think the main takeaway is for us today is if we can figure out like we love people so much that we are willing to put ourselves second uh, back behind others and put them and their needs in front of us. That's really how we experience life. The main character in this movie, her name is Ruth. She and her little sister go through some really adverse circumstances with their parents. Their mother is no longer in the picture. And then their dad, he is so sad and so devastated that he ends up committing suicide, death by suicide. And so it leaves Ruth with her five-year-old old little sister and they cannot make ends meet financially and so the police come and they're going to evict them from their home. Ruth fears that eviction and fears being separated from her sister and that's how the movie starts out. So you really think the whole time that the movie goes that Ruth committed this horrific crime. Take a look at the trailer and you'll see what I mean. Ruth, phone call. Hello? Hello? 
to the terms of your no contact order you don't have to give me a speech i'm looking for katie she's my little sister i raised her okay next time don't drag me through three bus transfers to tell me something you already know john there's a woman in the front yard can i help you with something you're a lawyer what would Catherine gain by meeting her now i wonder all the time what she looks like what she became. Your life starts here now, not 20 years ago. <clears throat> she did her time. She killed somebody in cold blood. <laughs> if that were any of your black sons who had been in the system, they would be dead. She walks around like it never happened. No, you tell me if that's fair. You gotta be a convict wherever I go? No, you're a cop killer everywhere you go. Okay, Ruth, 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 just stop saying so you're not. I'm good! I'm good. Treat me like I don't exist! Tell her about me! Don't I even was pretend this is about her! Yes, I was protecting her! You are not a victim! I don't quit. Not on Katie. So the whole point in the movie as Ruth is interacting with the people in the as she is on parole and then she goes and she tries to find her sister and then she has confrontations in the movie with her sister's adoptive family. She wants to have contact with her sister and they never told their daughter about her sister. They never told her about the life circumstances that uh, she had faced. She did not remember the trauma that happened when uh, Ruth and she were evicted from their home. So she, the parents did not tell her about the tragic circumstances of the shooting of the police officer. So the story, the plot, the main plot of the story is that Ruth wants to reconnect with her sister. The family does not want her to. And in the meantime, the gentlemen that were the sons of the deceased police officer that you believe, we believe Ruth has murdered uh, so that she wouldn't be separated from her sister, they want to enact revenge. They feel like, the guy's name is Steve, they feel like Ruth is not sorry for what happened. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, that question, like what links would you go to for someone that you love. So we go through the whole movie and we think that Ruth is the one who committed the murder and shot the police officers, but it's really actually very different from that. And you don't find that out until like the last bit of the movie when Ruth has a flashback. 
and she flashes back to the day that the shooting happened. And it is in that moment, like they're hysterical. She's hysterical. Her sister's hysterical because the police officers are there and they're using a megaphone and they're screaming, you know, hey, you need to come out. You need to come out. And, and so what happens is Ruth is not the one who grabs the gun and shoots the police officer. It's actually her little sister. The little five-year-old did not know what she was doing. And so she, you know, uh, I mean, as far as the consequences of it, and she was trying to protect herself and her sister in the traumatic situation. And so she picks up the gun and she fires it and she ends up killing the police officer. Ruth knows what is going to happen. So she picks up her sister and she takes her away and they end up going to a diner. They're in town. So it's very clear that Ruth is not like trying to evade the law. She's just trying to lay out a plan and a path for her sister. And she talks to her a little bit about what happened. And then when she realizes that, you know, Kate, the little sister Katie does not know uh, the ramifications of what she's done, Ruth gives her some powerful words to live by, and then she turns herself in. She goes to prison for 20 years for shooting the police officer. She gets out and she finds that she cannot get reacclimated into society because of all the stereotypes and the anger against her because she killed a police officer. She ends up getting a job. It isn't a desirable job at all. She's like, you know, working in a fish house and it's nasty. She meets someone and, and they actually strike up a friendship. You think they're going to end up being romantic, but then he finds out that she killed a police officer and he has no grace for her either. And so the whole movie, you see Ruth trying to find and establish her place and she can't because of the things that she's done in her past or that they think that she did that get in the way. Even though she encounters so many different obstacles throughout the movie, she never gets like distraught by the fact that she didn't do it until she goes to the home. It's her childhood home and she just wanted to see what it was like and the family that was living there. The mom was not happy at all that she had come and barged in on her family. She finds out that she's, you know, a former convict and she's angry. It's Viola Davis and she's a phenomenal actress in this film and, and she confronts Ruth and she's like, you don't get to just barge in on my family. I know what you did. And, and finally Ruth breaks down and she says she was only five years old. She was only five years old when she did it. She didn't know what she was doing. And so then uh, Viola Davis opens up and ends up helping Ruth. It's a powerful storyline as well. Take a look. Get the off my property. Get in the house now. You got a lot of nerve coming here. Where's John? I need to talk to him right away. How dare you come here? I'll leave. Just tell me where he is. This is not our problem. All right? You're not his client anymore. I have a chance to see my sister and I just need to know, can I go by myself? Do I have to take I him?
shit about your sister. She was taken away from you because of your choices. You have to live with that. Look, please don't talk to me about choices right now, okay? Listen, don't... no one forced you to kill that man or lie your way into my okay, house. you know what? Sorry for the lies. I'm sorry for the lies. I'm sorry for everything that happened here. I went to prison for half of my life, so I think I've more than paid for it, okay? You were sent to prison. You have to take responsibility for that. Oh, my God. I said I did it. Can you just tell me where John is? John would tell you exactly leave. what I'm telling you right now, okay? You lost your opportunity. Lost it. John looks at you and he sees someone who deserves a second chance. I don't see that. I hear someone who will say anything to get what she wants. You would do exactly the same oh, thing for no, your kids. Oh, no, don't go exactly. there. Don't I even pretend this is about her. Exactly, I was protecting her. You are not a victim. I said All right, I, I had to make a choice. It. You traumatized her. Do not I said I did this it. This is about her. She was only five years old. She was only five years old. She was... What happened? So it's in the intimacy of those moments that Ruth shares what happens. And then she finds some help. For the past several weeks, we did a message series called the Karens and the Chads. And we even apologized that we were even using something that uh, stereotypes people and their names in such a negative way. But it's a culturally relevant term and we never shy away from culture. We just try to figure out how we can be better people in the middle of it. And so in talking about that and talking about the Karens and the Chads and difficult relationships that we have, because sometimes we experience difficult people in our lives and difficult circumstances and happenings. What do we do? If we are a people of faith or even just a people of love and morality and integrity, what do we do? You see it just now in that film. You see empathy. You see someone seeing someone else's pain and being willing to stop their own preconceived judgments and ideas because of a limited amount of knowledge and we see them take some steps and try to offer grace. The world would be a completely different place if we all did that in every setting, in every situation. If we would take a step back and think, oh my gosh, okay, there is probably a lot more going on here right now than I can begin to know. Maybe instead of getting angry or offended, maybe I can just offer some grace. There wouldn't be things like Karens and Chads and stereotypical names judging behaviors because we wouldn't act entitled. We wouldn't act as if people owe us and we are the victims. We wouldn't get mad at each other so easily in the very first message of that series, I said, you know, Christians, people who profess to follow Jesus, we should be the least offended ever because of the way that he lived his life. 
The other plot line in this movie is that the gentleman that lost their dad tragically, they were so angry because they were so hurt. And instead of processing their anger, remember pain that is not transformed is projected. Richard Rohr teaches us that pain that we do not transform, it is projected onto other people and in really unhealthy ways. And so the two sons, like the one is so, Keith is so angry and he tries to convince his brother Steve to get revenge on Ruth. And at first Steve doesn't want to, but then he gets angry and, and he's like, I'm going to go see. And so he goes and he has this conversation with Ruth. And in doing so, he feels like she isn't sorry. Well, now keep in mind, she's completely meeting this stranger. She doesn't know who he is. She doesn't know that he's the son of the, the murdered police officer. And so she doesn't open herself up and be all vulnerable and share how sorry she is. She's just sort of glib. I mean, he's a complete stranger but that makes him even more angry. You know, playing games and keeping walls built up around ourselves and with each other, it gets us nowhere. And our trying to be the judge and the jury of other people's actions and motives, it's not a great thing. The healthiest thing is to ask the questions and try to see where people are coming from try to figure out why they do what they do and how they do it. The movie ends well, but you see at the end of the movie that Ruth indeed is not the one that killed the officer. Her sister did. And she went to prison on behalf of her sister to spare her sister the pain. Now, Lots of arguments could go either way. Like, did she do her a favor or did she not do her a favor? She should have gotten her therapy, you know. And again, remember, I mean, this is fiction. But the point is that when you love someone, you do whatever you can with the knowledge and the wisdom that you have at that current moment and time to protect them, to love them, to sacrifice for them. That's the model of the one that we follow. And that's how he showed us and taught us and still teaches us to live. This morning, I want to read to you some words from the Gospel of John. It's when Jesus was getting ready to commit his, his life and sacrifice his life and show us what it really means to have life. Because when we are sacrificing when we are putting other people before ourselves, when we are loving others more than we love our own needs and wants, and when we will have empathy and see from the eyes of the other people, that's when we have life. Maybe that's why the Karens and the Chads are so unhappy all the time because they're not spending a lot of time thinking about everybody else. They spend a lot of time thinking about them. It really never ends well. So take a look and a listen to these words from the Gospel of John. As the Father loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you'll remain in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've said these things to you that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. No one has a greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends. And I call you my friends. I don't call you servants any longer. In the culture and the time of Jesus, people would have revered a rabbi. He was a teacher. And because he was a teacher, they revered him. And, and the lessons that he taught, he has had this charisma and this just energy about him. And everywhere he went, people wanted to be around him. But they were in a hierarchical society and there were servants and masters and leaders and people of position and power. And in these words, Jesus turns it all upside down. He's like, look, this is how much I love you, that you're not a servant any longer. You are equal with me. We are in this together. You are my friends. And no one has a greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Ruth sacrificed her life. I mean, she didn't die, but a part of her died when she went and served her time in prison. There are lots of prisons that we will encounter in our lives, prisons of sadness and loneliness and anger, feelings of betrayal. And sometimes we're going to experience those because we're doing something out of love for someone else. But I promise you, if we do that, then those temporary prisons that we find ourselves in with those painful feelings, they we end up also finding a freedom, a freedom and a life that we've been shown that, you know, death and prisons and dark places, they don't have the final say. Places of light and love and joy, that's how it ends up. Jesus showed us that in the resurrection and his reappearance to his friends. And in this movie, we see redemption because we see at the final scene that Ruth and Katie embrace. Didn't mean they didn't have a lot of baggage to go along with it, but they embrace. I invite you to think about how much do you love people and what are you willing to sacrifice for them? Are you willing to put your ego out of the way? Am I willing to put my ego out of the way so that we can have love Jesus shows us how to do that, and I hope you'll join with me.